Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang. This show is brought to you by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get up to a $500 bonus when you sign up. We're also presented by TickPick with Blue Wire Podcasts. My guests today are ESPN Monday Night Football's Lewis Riddick. You might know him from uh, being a former Raider as well. I'll also be joined by Violator, the Raider superfan who recently made his way into the Hall of Fame. So make sure you guys hit subscribe to keep up with all of the good content that I'm putting out here on this podcast. And also follow along everything that we're doing on VegasNation.com. First, I'm going to get into this interview I had with Lewis Riddick. We talked about all angles of the Monday Night Football game against the Baltimore Ravens. So let's get that going right now. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate the time. We've got a huge game coming up here. Uh, Raiders-Ravens. Big Monday Night Football game. First of yeah. all, how excited are you to call this one as a former Raider? Yeah, all every Raider game is is big for me, you know. Um I don't really hide. I don't really hide from, and I kind of run towards it. The fact that I've got such a, you know, a special place in in my heart for the Raiders. I mean, it's where my first daughter was born, et cetera, et cetera. But I won't bore you with that. What I'll, what I'll say is this, though: um, to get back out here after last year being out there and calling what was that week two against the Saints and no fans, to go back out here opening weekend against against the Ravens, one of the most exciting teams in the NFL for Vegas to start off their year playing them on Monday night with fans opening weekend. We saw what opening weekend was like for college football. How do you think it's going to be for the NFL? How do you think it's going to be for Vegas? I mean, it's one, it's Vegas Two, It's the Raiders. One of the most emotional fan bases in the NFL. And uh, for us on Monday night football. Yeah. That doesn't get any bigger than that. I'm sure you'll hear my voice will be, Pretty quick, pretty loud, pretty fast. Yeah, it's going to be – I'm going to have to calm myself down. But, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to hit the ground running for sure. As somebody that's been coached under John Gruden, how much do you feel like a lot of people have talked about this test that he needs to pass this year by as far yeah. as getting through the playoffs and all of that, uh, or to the playoffs, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So when you put that into perspective, like how much is – the focus on what comes out of Gruden this year when you start with game one here against the Ravens? Yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a big, big factor. And I think it's justified that there's a lot of attention being paid to the improvement that this team needs to make and not eventually, but right away, like now. Okay. They, they've waited long enough. And I think in particular, in particular, on the defensive side of the ball, that's where the big jump has to come. I mean, this is what John's third different coordinator now. Um, this is has been an Achilles heel of his since he returned to the Raider organization. They've had a ton of draft capital at their disposal. 
to go ahead and fix that side of the football. They've thrown all kinds of money at that, at that side of the ball, got rid of arguably one of the best Raider, you know, homegrown drafted Raider defenders potentially in the history of that organization when they sent Khalil Mack packing and sent him to Chicago. They've never been able to replace anybody with anybody close to that kind of caliber or that kind of impact on the football field. And they need to, they need to show some market improvement on that side of the football. And on the offensive side, look, I, I think obviously that's John's specialty. I think they have played winning football on that side of the ball. I think uh, Derek Carr is someone who doesn't get enough, wasn't shown enough appreciation for how good he actually is. Uh, when Brandon Jacobs is, I mean, Brandon Jacobs, when Josh Jacobs is healthy, he is one of the, you know, one of the most electric offensive playmakers in the NFL. Darren Waller is spectacular. He's underpaid already. Okay. As far as his new contract is concerned, Henry Ruggs needs to be better. Brian Edwards has to be better. Uh, this offensive line, heck, three fifths of it has been revamped. That better be better because they got rid of some good players on that side of the ball, on that, on that side of the offensive line. So, there's a lot of question marks heading into this game. You're playing against a playoff caliber team. You're playing against a team that has an MVP caliber quarterback and a team that has its own points to prove and has a championship DNA with John Harbaugh. So there's a lot of things right out of the gate that Vegas has to have answers for, but that's the NFL. Okay. And when you're, Depending upon how much John really makes, and you're making ten million dollars a year, and you have a ten-year contract. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Isn't that what they say about Spider-Man or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah, that's how it works, man. So he knows it. I mean, he know he's been around the game long enough. So let the games begin. Love that, and I love what you were talking about with Lamar Jackson. I think a lot of that goes under the radar as well. Like as far as him being this MVP caliber quarterback, I don't <laughs> think he gets enough uh, of the flowers, if you will. Sure. Uh, however, the Ravens offense took a little bit of a hit with J.K. Dobbins and now Justice Hill being out for the year. Yeah. So, as a run-heavy offense, what do you make of how they will adjust here in Week One with kind of a short time to work on that? Yeah, I think you know the the DNA that this team has, isn't going to change there, you know, Gus Edwards is just going to have to be that guy. now. He's going to have to be the dude who really carries the load. Lamar is going to have to be the guy who carries the load when it's his time. The offensive line is going to have to play out of its mind. Uh, and that's a, that's a little bit of a question mark for them because they have uh, a new right tackle and Alejandro Villanueva who comes over from Pittsburgh going from left tackle to right tackle, Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle who's an all-pro caliber player, is coming off of injury. No more Marshall Yonda. They're going to have a new center. You know, so it, it's there's some question marks for them as far as what they have kind of – their foundation is built on. We just don't know how strong that foundation is for them. So that's a question mark for them. And I think the, really, though, the big key is how much better is the passing game going to be for Baltimore? We know they'll be able to run it. How much better is the passing game going to be? How much better is Lamar going to be? How much better are the people in the perimeter going to be? Because the guy who they drafted to really take their game to the next level and Rashad Bateman, he's on IR. And Sammy Watkins, who the people of Vegas know from his time in KC, you know, he's a tremendous athlete, tremendous talent, hasn't been someone that you can count on from a durability standpoint. So, you know, Vegas has questions. The Ravens have questions. But the Ravens kind of know who they are and know what has gotten them to this point. 
Vegas still doesn't really know who they are. I don't know if the Raiders know who they are since John has been back. That's part of the problem. And I think that's what fans are sitting here going, okay, look, that's been enough time. Let's show us who you are now. And they're going to have a lot of eyeballs on them uh, next Monday night because it's the only game in town. It's the only game on TV. <laughs> that's the great thing about Monday night, right? So, but that's what you want. You want the attention when you're in the NFL. You want to play in the biggest games. Here it is. Someone who's drawn a lot of attention from the fans is Jonathan Abram, a you know, first round pick. And <laughs> people are still waiting to see what happens here in the terms of production with him. Yeah. And uh, like you talked about with Sammy Watkins, is he going to be a durable enough piece for this defense yeah. to be able to sustain it? So what have you made of Jonathan Abram, particularly with Gus Bradley coming in, kind of working him into that box safety role? Yeah, I think that's, you know, it'll be important for, for Gus to get him in a role that really accentuates his strengths and minimizes his weaknesses. And I think, you know, Jonathan's one of those guys who I think we now know what he is and what he really is going to excel at. And that's going to be being someone who spends a lot more time going forward than backwards, someone who's closer to the line of scrimmage, someone who easily – easily is one of the most explosive hitters in the NFL, but it's got to be channeled properly. And it's got to be something where you're not knocking yourself out of games, causing your team to give up big plays because you're too aggressive. He's just got to channel it the right way. And I think Gus has had uh, players like that in the past that kind of fit that mold that he can kind of work with Jonathan, and get the best out of him. And I, and I think that's going to be key for him as, as key as it's going to be for him to, get this pass rush ramped up, get the linebacker play better. You see the two acquisitions they just had, you know, with Denzel and, and KJ, those are important pieces at linebacker that he needs to get assimilated into that group too, because that's been a, a weakness of theirs. And I think the secondary overall, particularly the corners, they're going to have to, they're going to have to play big this year as well. If, if this team is going to become a playoff team, not just a, you know, it, it's not good enough to just be competitive. Mm -hmm. They have to be good. They have to make it to the playoffs. That's what every team's in the NFL for. That's really what the Raiders expect. And, you know, if Mr. Davis was here, he wouldn't be settling for this, what's happening right now. And I, and I think his son is not going to settle for it much longer either, nor should he. When you talk about the defense and the workload ahead, I just, mm -hmm. in general, you know, they have brought in those new linebacker acquisitions. They brought in guys yep. like Carol McCoy, Quentin Jefferson to kind of beat mm -hmm. up the uh, interior rush as well. So mm -hmm. when you think, though, uh, just about Gus Bradley's job, what he has ahead of him, how much do you feel like he's going to be able to really rein in this defense and make them like a top 15 to be able to be a playoff contender? Yeah, I think, I think half the battle is going to be just teaching them how not to beat themselves. And you saw that happen a lot last year where it was mental errors more so than being physically overmatched that cost them, cost them games. And that costs every defense games. That's how most teams lose in the NFL because, you know, outside of there being those situations where, you know, there may be a team that's really just devoid of talent it's usually mental that costs you games. That's why games are usually decided by a touchdown and field goal because, you know, the talent level is not that much different. That's the first thing Gus has to teach them. So that becomes a matter of his own competency, being able to communicate to them, look, this is how we play defense. This is what your assignment is. This is how you need to communicate. And if they can do just that, I think 
if the benchmark is a top 15 defense, if it's just top 16, all right, I think that's a huge, huge, huge improvement. And that allows, which should be a pretty explosive offense, to score enough for them to win, win enough games to where then they're at least a wild card team. If he can't teach them, though, what to do, then they have no shot. I think the, te- I think the personnel is better. The defensive line will be better. Yannick Ngakwe has to be a guy who is a factor. Max Crosby will be a factor. Cleveland Furl has to be a factor, even if it's just in a sub-rush role as a defensive tackle. Gerald McCoy, I don't know how much better, how good he is at this point in his career. And even if he's not as good as he was in his heyday in Tampa, his presence has to help lift the rest of this football team. The linebackers have to be better. They have to be smart. It's the toughest position to play from a mental standpoint and all all, on the defense side of the ball because of everything you have to do. And as you alluded to, Jonathan Abram has to be a guy who who can be dependable. Trayvon Merrick has to be a guy who right out of the gate has to show that he is a very good free safety and the corners have to play much better as well. So there's a lot going on there, but that's the, like, right. That's the NFL. Let's do it. I got a couple more for you here. And one of them was when you mentioned Darren Waller and just how underpaid he is. I mean, they're not kidding about that. I mean, he's been just a gem in this offense. How much has his emergence really helped this team and how important is he to be that cog in the wheel of the offense to keep it clean? Without Darren Waller, their offense is dramatically different in terms of its ability to be a big play offense. If this picture, they didn't have him last year. I mean, Nelson Aguilar obviously had a career year, and he cashed in and you know went to New England as a free agent, and, that, and that's great. That's great. That's great for for Nelson. But we know that the juice of that offense was provided by Darren Waller and all the different things he can do from a traditional tight end alignment and or role. And then just as a weapon that can be deployed everywhere as a former safety, as a former defensive back, I would want nothing to do with Darren Waller, nothing. And if I did have to defend him, I'd be like, somebody help me. Somebody help me right now because this guy is fast and he's big. He's got great hands. He can run after the catch. He's got great competitive juice. Like he, you can tell he, he likes the game, man. And considering everything that he has overcome, that just keeps him hungry. It keeps him hungry. And those guys are quite honestly, to put it bluntly, those kind of guys are a pain in the ass because they don't ever quit. And he, look, he deserves everything coming his way. That is good. Mm-hmm. Everything coming his way. He just needs to bring along the rest of the guys on the perimeter with him. He needs to bring Henry along with him. He needs to bring Brian Edwards along with him. You know, those guys in particular, those two guys need to really pick it up. Hunter, Hunter Renfro is going to be who he is. Okay. That's just his DNA. Henry has to play to what his physical potential is. Brian Edwards is a stud. They got to play to their potential. Josh Jacobs is going to be fine. Considering where he came from and everything he's overcome in his life, I mean, he lives and dies football. Every run that he makes is like life or death to him. And that's the, I mean, because that's just who he is. So those guys are going to be fine. But um, yeah, this is what, this is what kind of makes it, makes it exciting because there's a lot of intrigue and excitement at every position on this team. Even Derek Carr. I mean, people disrespect Derek Carr all the time. A lot of it is he's a victim of circumstance, meaning the circumstance of being in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. But Derek Carr is a top six, top eight quarterback in the NFL. But just about any metric you want to measure him against someone else, 
So they've got the pieces. There's a lot of fun things to talk about right there. Can they put it all together for three hours, three and a half hours next Monday night and come out with a win against a team that already knows who they are? They know what their DNA is. They know how they, they, know how they like to win. Does Vegas know how they can win? We'll find out. So as a former Raider, I have to ask, what does it mean to you now that this team is in Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, you know, again, because, because my firstborn was born in Oakland, uh, I always think of the Raiders. It's, it's hard. Like, I'm, I'm, as I'm talking to you, I'm consciously trying to remind myself to say Vegas Raiders and not the Oakland yeah. Raiders. And <laughs> okay. I think a lot of people probably do that. Um, I mean, I grew up watching the Raiders in Oakland. You know, I, I grew up watching Lester Hayes, Van McElroy, Mike Davis, Howie Wong. I mean, I, those, are, those are my heroes. Those are the guys, right? But even, even with them being in Vegas, they're still the Raiders to me. And I think the nation, Raider Nation, still looks at them as just being the Raiders. And L.A. feels an attachment to them. Oakland feels an attachment to them. Vegas, obviously, has embraced them. It's going to feel an attachment to them. And I think when uh, they come running out on the field, it'll be emotional for Raider fans everywhere. It'll be emotional for me in the box because even though that was, oh, geez, 22 years ago that I played for the Raiders, it still sometimes feels like it was just yesterday. And uh, that's going to be pretty darn cool. So just to leave uh, the fans with this, as, again, a former Raider, knowing the culture, knowing what their philosophies are that they live and die by, by the organization, mm-hmm. what wisdom would you impart upon this team for the 2021 season? Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people like to make a mockery of a lot of the things that Mr. Davis established when he was there, you know, pride and poise, commitment to excellence, all that. But I think that one, those, those, those monikers, those axioms are kind of what the players there really need to kind of think about pride and poise, be committed to excellence. And that's, that's something that players uh, are talked to about their entire careers starting back, you know, probably in Pop Warner and in the NFL, it's even, it's especially true because these guys are the best of the best. And if you aren't committed, that's usually what separates, you know, the average from the good, the good from the great, the great from the Hall of Famers. It's just what's your level of commitment? And that's just not football. That's life, right? What's your level of commitment? What do you want to be? You want to just kind of be with the crowd and go with the flow, or do you want to stand out? And the Raiders have always stood out. The league, you know, it's kind of like people say it's better when the Raiders are good, and that's true. That's true. The league, I think people in general want to see the Raiders be good. It's kind of it's kind of gets a little old and tiring to hear about them underperforming. It'd be nice to hear about them being one of the elite. So the players need to remember that. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Lewis Riddick here. Catch a Monday night football from the booth. Raiders Ravens here in Las Vegas. Monday night. Let's do it. Thank you so much you for the it. time. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate okay. it. Have a good day. Absolutely. All right. See you later. Right here, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'll be joined with Violator, Raiders superfan again, inducted into the Hall of Fame just recently this year. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. 
Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 100 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out. Visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Join with Violator. You know him now, Hall of Fame Raider fan. I love saying that. It's exciting to have you back on here today. And I have to ask right off, just what was this like for you being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Well, Heidi, first of all, thank you for having me on, giving me this platform again to speak to the family. I want to thank Ford and the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the opportunity for fans to be a part of the action. So what was your experience like? Did they roll out like the limos for you? Did you get to go up? You know, was it big presentation? Walk us through what the moment was like. Well, upon arriving at the airport in uh, Cleveland, yeah, we were picked up by limo and uh, we made the short drive to Ken and, uh, you know, first class accommodations. Uh, our host, Ann Gordon, was amazing. Just holding all our crazy selves together and keeping us in line but uh it was it was a week just jam-packed with activities and we were required to be at all the activities so we got everything from beginning to end and uh it's a fan's dream i felt like i was at uh disney world for football <laughs> that's a great way to put it and now we're gonna be coming in here to the glitz and glamour las vegas Monday Night Football, you're going to be out here. We're so excited that you're coming out. Of course, you couldn't have missed it, right? And I'm glad that you're coming. Um, but tell me, first of all, what you plan on doing first thing you get in to that stadium in Las Vegas. After throwing a prayer up to the man above, which makes all this stuff possible for me in my life, um, I'm just going to start yelling the Raider chant, you know, and see how many uh, echoes I can uh, muster up and see who will answer back. So that's the first order of business is just to uh, continue where we left off during preseason, where we left some DNA in the building, as I call it. Yeah. So uh, it's it's going to be super exciting. It's going to be a slugfest with, a, you know, a great opponent, but I'm looking for us to defend the house. Well, in defending the house on the field, that comes with some new linebackers. Uh, KJ Wright's out there now. You've got Denzel Perryman, the new revamped defensive line as well, secondary. There's a lot of new faces on the defense. So for you, I remember I think we talked maybe the first time we spoke and you were waiting on some guys that get out there, get gritty, get dirty, bring some old school fire to it. Do you feel like the Raiders have those guys now? I feel like I got Christmas early when they signed K.J. Wright. Perryman is no slouch himself. I watched him in his collegiate career. So I'm happy to see that we brought in a couple of dogs because we never can have too many teeth. 
<laughs> Especially against Lamar Jackson. When you think about the Ravens as the first opponent, what comes to mind? Slugfest. Uh, you know, they bring that typical East Coast mentality, which is knock you in the mouth quick, see if you respond. So I'm talking to the team right now. Look for that slug because they're going to bring it. That's just how they play. But we know how we play, too. So it should be uh, good entertainment, as they like to call the game now. I still call it war. I can never get that out of my spirit. It's just war and uh, with, a, with a whole bunch of rules. But uh, you talk about uh, Monday Night Madness, it will be. And the Death Star will be rocking. You know, first game really in season with fans here at Allegiant, the Death Star. What do you think this means to the players? If I know the players like I think I know them, and anybody that came through the collegiate high school Pop Warner era, that noise gives you that extra juice, especially when the defense needs us to be that 12th man. That's when we raise the flags are flying high, the voices are cracking, and everybody's roaring. I think that gives them goosebumps even out on the field. You're going to kind of, you've been kind of this ambassador, I'm going to say, in Las Vegas. You've been out at the draft. You've been out at the um, fan game that was at the ballpark where the Raiders played the Golden Knights. What's that experience been like for you, kind of bridging the fans together, bringing everybody together as, as kind of this figure of the Raiders and uh, the fan base? I appreciate you saying that, uh, Heidi because that's all I consider myself as a blessed ambassador to represent the Raider Nation fan base. It's about bringing people together on positive notes and just fellowshipping and, and, and experiencing the moment. I, I got a saying I call it enjoy the moments because you never know when it's your last one. And, you know, we've lost a few friends along the way, but I always keep their fire along with mine and, it's pretty much unreproachable. You know, you get what you get, but it's from the heart every time. All right. So uh, who are you rolling with here in Las Vegas? Anyone in particular that you're going to be coming out and grouping up with that, that we can look out for? Say hi. Well, I can tell you exactly what we'll be. You look for us in the Omnia. That's where we'll be Sunday and Monday. We're having a blast of a party. Uh, I hear one of the uh, acts is going to be none other than Jermaine Dupree. He got signed. He's confirmed. So come to the Omni. If you want that Vegas experience, that's where you're going to get it, the Omnia. We'll see you there. Get your tickets at blackholeevents.com. Use my discount code, Violator10. I'll see you in the house. I love it. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me, with me here today. I appreciate you coming on and spread, spreading the love like you always do. That's what we do, Heidi, and I appreciate you always giving me that open door. I can't say enough about the media there and looking to build more relationship with you guys as the years go, because we still got more chapters to write. Oh, yeah. And we will keep those chapters going. And I thank you again so much for the time. My pleasure. Go Raiders. Thank you again, everybody, so much for listening. Certainly appreciate y'all for tuning in. Don't forget, again, hit subscribe wherever you're listening and make sure to check out VegasNation.com to keep on top of all of the latest content that we are putting out from post-game shows to all the live shows that we have, game day, the Blitz, all of that. It's on there. So get up to date with all of your Raiders news with VegasNation.com. 
Thanks again, everybody, so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.